Welcome back to Revolutionary War Rarities, the podcast from the Sons of the American Revolution. Today we present Season 2, Episode 2, entitled The Interview, where you will learn some of the details behind the formal dueling process as well as the most famous of American duels. But before we get to that, let's ask our trivia question. What future president of the United States participated in more duels than any other known individual? Now stay tuned for the answer somewhere within this episode. We hope you enjoy this episode of Revolutionary War Rarities, and we thank you for being a part of our podcast. The Interview, Season 2, Episode 2. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Revolutionary War Rarities. My name is Jim Griffith. And my name is Jim Maples. Jim, have you ever looked at how personal disputes were resolved during the era of the American Revolution? Prior to the American Revolution, personal disputes were generally resolved via the Code Duello. Just to clarify, the Code Duello was the process of resolving disputes which could well end in a duel. The process was designed to resolve the dispute honorably and provide many opportunities to do so without ultimately resulting in a duel. However, this did not always work. Now, the Code Duello was not intended to address political differences. It only applied to personal disputes, and generally there was a good understanding of the difference between those. Political disagreements remained as that until a political rival began to personally attack a political rival's character. The Code Duello had 25 rules established which encouraged a formal and public apology be issued by the offending party. Ultimately, if the issue could not be resolved, then the ultimate resolution would be a duel. Well, each party, the offender and the offended, or the challenger, would have at least one individual whose title was their second. The initial purpose of the second within the code duello was to be a go-between or a mediator between the two parties. The seconds would communicate messages in an effort to honorably resolve the issue without moving forward with a duel. When that resolution was not possible, then the seconds would attend the duel and try again for a last-minute resolution. According to the Code Duello rules, if seconds disagree and decide to exchange shots as well, then it must be at the same time and at right angles with the principal participants of the duel. Well, although there were many duels that occurred in the colonies and subsequent United States, the most famous duel of all was between Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton. Most people know that they dueled and that Alexander Hamilton was killed, but few people don't know why. Well, it turns out that Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton actually teamed together on several legal cases and won. They had known each other for a long time but became political rivals representing different parties at the national level. Hamilton was a Federalist and Burr a Democratic-Republican. In 1791, Aaron Burr ran for U.S. Senate against a powerful New York senator named Philip John Schuller. Philip Schuller was Alexander Hamilton's father-in-law, and Aaron Burr won. This started the rapid deterioration of the Burr-Hamilton relationship. In the 1800 presidential election, there was an electoral high between Thomas Jefferson and Aaron Burr. So Hamilton kicked into high gear and influenced all Federalists to vote for Jefferson. 
In the 1804 election, Hamilton once again negatively impacted Burr's chances of success. Well, now comes a gentleman named Dr. Charles Cooper. He claimed that he had heard Alexander refer to Aaron Burr as a dangerous man and also referred to him as despicable. This accusation by Dr. Charles Cooper was enough for Aaron Burr to start the Code Duello process. Aaron Burr penned a number of letters to Alexander Hamilton asking for a public statement by Hamilton that he had never spoken ill of Burr. Ultimately, the Code Duello process played out where the negotiations and letters were irretrievably broken down and the only step remaining was a duelist. Okay, let's pause there for just a minute and answer this week's trivia question. The question was, what future president of the United States participated in more duels than any other known individual? The answer is Andrew Jackson. It is estimated by numerous resources that he participated in as many as 103 duels. Now back to our episode. So before we get into some of the specifics regarding this duel, let's talk a little trivia. I have some questions for you. You ready? Absolutely. All right. Question number one. Can you name the first commander who Aaron Burr served under, served under, I'm sorry. Can you name the first commander who Aaron Burr served under as a member of the Continental Army? Would that be Benedict Arnold? Absolutely correct. Aaron Burr initially served under Benedict Arnold. Okay. Do you know how many duels also known as Affairs of Honor, Alexander Hamilton participated in it. He participated in a minimum of nine Affairs of Honor, but mostly just as the second. That's correct as well. Did you know that one of those involved was James Monroe, the future president of the United States, in, 19, in 1797? What about Aaron Burr? Well, he was no stranger to duels either. Strangely enough, Aaron Burr had a duel with John Barker Church. John Barker Church was married to Angelica, who was the sister of Elizabeth Hamilton, Alexander's wife. And there's a song about her in Hamilton, the play. Okay, were any signers of the Declaration of Independence killed in duels? Well, yes, Jim Button Gwinnett died in a duel outside of Savannah, Georgia. And last question, do you know why the title of this episode is The Interview? Dueling had been outlawed in New York and New Jersey at the time of the Burr-Alexander duel, which occurred in Weehawken, New Jersey. So they did not refer to it as a duel. They referred to it as the interview. Okay, well, there are many debates around the duel and how it played out. Regardless, Aaron Burr won the duel but lost the public relations battle. Burr's life was basically destroyed from this point forward. He was accused of murder, lost his fortune, lost his family. He was arrested in Alabama and accused of treason by trying to start another country and basically died alone. His papers were destroyed in a shipwreck which killed his daughter and his legacy was lost. His political career was destroyed and his contributions to the American Revolution severely lessened in the eyes of historians. So it is still often debated as to who the actual winner of the duel was. Jim Elliott was quoted as saying, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Alexander Hamilton, a deeply flawed man, gave his life in that duel and gained some level of immortality in American history. Aaron Burr, a deeply flawed man, 
took the life of Alexander Hamilton and basically lost his life and his accomplishments too. However, it is critical to understand that each of these individuals contributed significantly to the founding and establishment of this great nation, and for that, we are thankful. The rest, we will leave to posterity to determine how to handle. My name is Jim Griffith. And my name is Jim Maples, and we thank you for joining us today, and please be sure to join us for the next episode of Revolutionary War Rarities. This has been a production of the National Society, Sons of the American Revolution, www.sar.org. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of Revolutionary War Rarities. Please don't forget to join our Facebook group, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and click the bell so that you will be notified when a new episode is released. Oh yeah, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast application as well. We will see you again in two weeks with another episode of Revolutionary War Rarities. Until then, stay safe.